Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Starscream here, and I am the lord and master of the Geekcast Radio Network. Don't tell Megatron. This is Optimus Prime, and you are listening to all things Transformers. This August, all things Transformers will celebrate 15 years of being online. And now our full film reviews of Transformers live action films continue. This time around, we explored Transformers Dark of the Moon. I'm Steve Megatron, and joining me in this winter of Bayhem is TFG1 Mike. Hello. Hello. Well, we're three down, two to go at this point, as of this, after this recording. Space race of the 1960s was in response to an event. If you breathe a word of what you've seen here, it will do time for treason. Everything humans know of our planet, we were told had been shared. You lied to us. You've made a grave mistake. took over the planet. You'll be fine. I promise you. It's over. I'm sorry, but it's over. Faith in us, 
but never in yourselves. From here, the fight will be your own. And again, I have to say, and it's, it, it is not recency bias. It's not any. It, maybe it's bias of not having seen these damn things in however the hell long it's been since I've seen them. It's bad, but it's not as bad as I remembered it being. At least you have, you know, one dead icon fighting a, another icon that's still alive. I. Didn't mind this film, actually. This was like the peak of of Bay. And mm-hmm. then and then it became uh, a cluster mm-hmm. from here on out. Yes. Uh, the only the only saving grace for the, the last two films in this five part series is uh, Mark Wahlberg. Replacing all the annoying characters. Yeah, that's true. Because everybody else was completely unmemorable other than Kelsey Grammer getting blown away by Optimus Prime. Poor Frazier. He can never okay, catch What a way break. to go. And, yeah, and exactly. that was so unprime like. I just Yeah. I got frustration, but we'll we'll discuss that um, later. Later. But yeah. yeah, I mean this film I I was expecting far worse on rewatch. Um yeah. I didn't hate it. Yeah, I didn't hate it either. I I still don't like Sam and wow, I, I can't even believe I can say this. I almost said I still don't like Spike and Carly, but I still don't like Sam. And Carly's okay, except for the fact that they basically throw her in his and our face by basically uh, she's she's his rich girlfriend and he's just her boy toy kind of thing and I'm like oh, underwear God. model that they threw in the show mm-hmm. yeah um I no no slight against her but she kind of disappeared after that anyway um yeah I I could have done without all of that like they already had that with and I got they they fired Megan Fox from the third film because yep. she had it out with Michael Bay for just kind of questionable yeah. uh, conduct and just was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And yeah. he's like, fine, I'll replace you. And he did. And pretty much. Yeah. I didn't dislike Carly. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't like what they kind of relegated Sam to be. You yeah. know, he was this hero. He was, you know, all these things. And then they were like, and you're a chump because you have a rich girlfriend, you have nothing, you have a piece of crap car, you are treated like dirt. The only reason you get anything is – but it also evaluated the the proper um, – how uh, corporate America works. Well, yes. Unless you know someone, you're never getting a job. Yeah. And unless you impress whoever it is, mm-hmm. you're never getting a job. And yep. uh, so that – all of that kind of resonated because I'm currently looking for a job. Um, <laughs> yes. uh, Hire him, folks, please. Yes. yes. So it was it was just a little like I, I could I could relate, I guess you could say, with Sam being that mm-hmm. the last time I saw this film was probably when I was employed. And so I was like, eh, whatever, you know, and then now yeah. I'm like, I feel your pain, dude. Like I do. Yeah, I'm like. And then you got to, you know, you, you do all these magnificent things and you got to start 
in the mailroom. You know, you got to start at the bottom. And and I have no issue with starting at the bottom. I know it's turned into my own personal tirade, but okay. um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, I I genuinely enjoyed Sam in this movie. He wasn't mm-hmm. annoying. He wasn't doing stupid crap. He was being selfless. He was uh, just. Uh, they they relegated all of the annoying parts to his parents, which thankfully weren't very long in so, certain portions. They the, they made yeah. Simmons have a purpose again, and yep. then they they got rid of uh, Leo. Uh, they so that's they, what they did. They took, yeah, but then they but then they gave us uh, 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 the guy from The Hangover. Oh God, I don't even remember I, now. He was the the Chinese guy. Oh. That, that barricaded him in the bathroom and pulled his pants down and gave him. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. What? I yeah. was like, oh, why did they throw him in here? And I got it because at the time he was like all in everything. Like mm-hmm. he was in the Hangover movies. He was in on like all the films. I was like, why, why? <laughs> uh, like, I mean, he served a purpose at least. Unlike like Leo and the parents. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I I was okay. And then he was like destroyed shortly thereafter flying out the window and then john malkovich uh was equally annoying because yeah. he tried to get in a fist fight with bumblebee yeah that was and, like and i'm like why would you make john malkovich that kind of character like come on yeah but i mean i again I, it could have been worse um and I completely forgot that we have a young Orion Pax in this movie. <laughs> of course, I didn't know. I didn't. Again, I, I forgot about this until recent events and recent cartoons and recent voices of certain characters. You have Optimus Prime as Simmons's butler. Alan Tudyk is Dutch, and I'm like, wait a minute. Alan Tudyk is Optimus Prime. He's not the butler to Sim or whatever assistant or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's that's awesome. Yeah, and he and he plays the accents and the different characters really yeah. well. I was fine with it. Like he. Oh no, I love it. I think he's, well, he was one yeah. of the more entertaining parts. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, most definitely. But I'm like, wait a minute. Alan Tudyk was in a previous Transformers thing before Earth's. Oh wow! Okay, all right. I got it. I got it. It's cool, and I like him. I mean, he—he's just a great, a great actor. So, regardless of how bad a movie is, I mean, at least in his scenes, he makes it better. He did. He—he he genuinely did. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, in in how this movie kind of progressed, I liked how they did the Chernobyl thing. Yeah, that was that was good. That was interesting. That was fun. I I had for I remembered and I also forgot when they originally did the the teasers for this that they were centering the beginning of it around the 60s and the space race and and Kennedy and all that. I'm like, "Wait a minute. Am I watching the right movie?" Cuz I remember like the teaser poster initially came out with just the shadow of the robot you know, dark of the moon, whatever kind of thing. And, but I had completely forgotten about the beginning part of the plot where it starts, you know, with the, with the space race from the sixties. I was like, Oh, 
Right. This mm-hmm. is this is interesting. This is cool, and this is another way to just like in Revenge of the Fallen with them hiding and whatever. You know, this is another way for the government to be in on all of these top secret things. And I do like the <clears throat> as I lose my voice. I do like the the juxtaposition of not only in the 60s they cut the cameras or they cut the communication so things can happen. They also did that when they returned to the dark of the moon, dark side of the moon, and they started playing a bunch of Pink Floyd music. Sorry, folks, that's the only Pink Floyd joke I'll 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 have this episode. Uh, of course, you know, Dark Side of the Moon, great album, all that good stuff. But I, I love that juxtaposition of how at each time, both in the 60s and in the present day, they still, you know, cut everybody off from really knowing what they are doing there in order to save Commander Spock. I'm, I'm sorry, Sentinel Prime. <laughs> hey, at least he wasn't a, 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 a snowplow. I... <laughs> Mr. Plow. Yeah, Mr. Plow. That's right. Mr. Plow. I'm plowking. Okay, Barney. Oh, Lord. Uh, yep, there you go. Wow. That, wow. What's... Oh, I forget who does Barney's voice off the top of my head, but like, what in the hell is he doing in this room? Uh, that, that was pretty good. Uh, That's so, what yeah. happens when you watch too many cartoons and you try and replicate Maurice yep. LaMarche's burps. Yep. That's what this movie needed, a burp symphony. Yeah, oh, it would have made it more enter- entertaining anyway. I mean, this movie is entertaining again. It's entertaining. They actually, I, I can't slight it too much. They actually did really good, and it was wrapped up. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't drag it out for the sake of dragging it out. There was yeah. nothing really, I, I didn't hate it. Like, to be honest, yeah. I really didn't. Uh, yeah. They this was much better than the previous one. It ended the trilogy as it should have. Yep. It took out the the big bads like you you had Starscream go. You had you know all the Decepticons die. Yeah. And you had uh, Sentinel go down. And I I did think it was kind of funny how they teased in the beginning of the movie with Wheelie. Oh mm-hmm. man, I saw this one. This is the one where Spot goes nuts. <laughs> yeah i i guess i should have seen that coming back in 2011 and, and when i watched when I, it i'm like well we know what's happening today <laughs> yeah i completely like, it, it's, it's so obvious like they they threw that little thing in there like uh yeah i mean i just i i i mean it was funny don't get me wrong i just it it kind of Gave away the whole movie. Yeah. I. Yeah. And I know everyone was like back then they were like, oh, Shockwave, he's going to be the big bad and this, that and the other thing. And technically he he kind of is, but he obviously isn't. He's more of the first big bad kind of thing. And then, you know, we get and I think this is what, what is what was that toy? We recently we talked about. Is it the new Scourge? The new Rise of the Beasts Scourge, the truck mode on that. We talked about this recently on one of these episodes, one of our news episodes a few months ago. Yep. So when I'm watching Dark of the Moon 
and I see this junkion-looking truck start rolling down the desert. I'm like, oh, wait. What's that doing back here? That's not supposed... Oh, right! That's Megatron, right? Are they reusing a design from Dark of the Moon for the new... Like, I know it's a different design, but, like, when I saw... Like, I'm like, where have I seen this Scourge truck mode before? And I'm like, oh, right. It's Dark of the Moon Megatron. (laughs) I could be wrong, obviously, most likely, but... I don't know. I, I just really dug... Like... Megatron has been many things over the last nearly, you know, 39 and a half, 40 years. And he's always ended up nowadays being a jet or a tank or a truck or something. And I really dug this truck mode for Megatron because not only is he still damaged, he's... Well, he's not a tank either. And so it was kind of nice to see him damaged. He had the little scraplets gnawing at his head and... Yep. And, you know, he's flicking them around and, Master, we, you know, you, you're damaged. Yeah, get out of here, Starscream. <laughs> yeah. He sounded kind of like Scourge, which was kind of funny. A little to me. bit, yeah. That was that was awesome. Yeah, Hugo Weaving's voice for Megatron in this was slightly different. It was, a, it, you know, you have to play the role a little different when you're dead or when you're, you know, coming damaged. back to life. Yeah, damaged, I, whatever. It's funny that they had Frank Welker play Shockwave and Soundwave and Barricade. But, yeah, uh, but not Megatron. Not Megatron, although he came back as Galvatron. In the next movie, yeah. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I was just happy that they had Soundwave. Yep. I was like, yes, they got Welker. Yep. That was that was the good thing. That was awesome. It's sad that they took out Ironhide, though. Yeah, I Ironhide was great. I I lo- not not just because I love who voices him, obviously Jess Harnell, but yeah, I yeah I really dig Ironhide, and it just I mean it kind of sucks that everybody's dying, obviously, kind of thing, but. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking because I'm I want to make sure that I get this correct because heaven forbid I say something on a podcast and somebody's like, "Dude, you and Mike, you're an idiot. That's not it." So we know what Dark of the Moon Megatron looks like, and I'm just sending this to you in Skype, and that's the vehicle mode for the new Scourge, and. I swear they're they're not the exact same. It's very similar. It's very similar. And I'm only bringing this up and saying this because I like it. I like this design. I like that truck design for Decepticons. And again, like I said a moment ago, when I oops, when I saw the the truck design on Megatron, I'm like, that's cool. I like that. That's good. Because it's not often that, like, normally a truck design like Dark of the Moon Megatron, I would expect, you know, for, like, Motormaster or one of the Constructicons or, you know, something like that. Like, I would not expect this kind of kind of thing. And, yeah, it's it's really, really fun. And, yeah, so earlier you were mentioning like the character shifts and how we like the, the, you know, like certain things that Sam is doing, whatever else for me, what I noticed is we've had two movies where Sam 
90% of the time is a dumbass and does stupid things. He's still a dumbass and does stupid things, but they've removed all of the jokey image. They've matured him by this movie and Ooh. all of the jokey bullshit falls to wheelie and brains. And then the ice cream twins of skids and mud flap. And I'm just like, Oh God. If there was ever a if there was ever a live action transformer character that needed to be ripped in two or four or whatever destroyed it's skids and mudflap. God. And then Leo is just cannon fodder. Like that's all he is. Like. So I do like that they switched the kind of you know human idiotic idiotic characteristics to other people, not just. Uh, not just Sam and you know you mentioned earlier about Chernobyl and I know when we did Bumblebee I said I was like oh it's so nice to finally see the trailer in the way that it's supposed to look yep but we have the trailer in this movie again I forgot the trailer is here it's not exactly exact but it's close enough I still like seeing it even though it's the wrong like cab it's not the flat nose cab; it's the elongated cab for the for the Optimus Prime truck. But like the fact that there is the trailer, that's that's like okay, there okay, it works. I like it; it's cool. Um, the Sentinel twist of getting a deal with Megatron, and then basically him just double crossing Megatron, and him like like Wheelie said, this is the one where Spock goes nuts, <laughs> you know. And I actually had to look up, and I know it. It was after it was. It was I think twenty. It was four years after this is when Leonard Nimoy died. Like, because I'm watching this movie and I'm hearing his voice, regardless of the character or the character. But it's still Leonard Nimoy's voice as a character, and I'm like, wait a minute, when did he die? And I think it was somewhere around 2015, 2016. I think he died in 2016. Yeah, something like that. But you know, it was it was kind of again. You know, you talk about Megatron being the voices that he's supposed to be, or the voices that he he has always been. You know, he, Leonard Nimoy, even though he wasn't using really his, it was it was his voice, obviously, but he wasn't like that. The Transformers, the movie voice he has for Galvatron is not exactly Spock voice. It's he does something to it, or there is something done to it in the movie where you can clearly tell it's Leonard Nimoy, but it's also it's not what his normal voice is. And I like that this one is just his normal voice. It's just him speaking. So. But yeah, I mean, so so interesting to see where where this trilogy went and how they finally did you know the the whole you know bringing in the cybertronian stuff and of course what 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 are you going to do to to end your your supposed trilogy you're going to copy the ultimate doom you're going to bring cybertron to earth and everyone is going to get destroyed and that's not the first time they do this oh no they do it yet again in in a later film what? What? They try and bring, you know, Cybertron. In it 
In Age of Extinction or Last Night? Last Night. See, okay. Well, that's a spoiler for me because I only made it into 10 minutes of that movie. So. Well, I don't remember enough of it. I'm reading yeah. up on the history of like Galvatron, Megatron. Right, yeah. <laughs> he at least had a better look yeah. than, uh, when he was reborn. Yeah. You know, he looks more Megatron-ish in The Last Night oh, without God. his battle mask. But yeah. yeah, I absolutely loathe Megatron up to this point. Like, I do like how Carly, like, manages to call him uh, <laughs> uh, a punk Yep. in this movie. Yeah. Oh, what do you think he's going to do when he's done with what he's doing here? You aren't going to last long. Yeah. And then Megatron goes in and starts helping Prime. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so, ladies and gentlemen, we are recording these much later than I thought we were going to, even though they're going to release, you know, backdated release. But we are recording this. Well, maybe it won't be. Maybe I'll just end up putting, like, four episodes out in a row. We are recording this. That would be fun for people. Yeah, really. Well, it is all things Transformers, and apparently, well, obviously, it's our most popular show, so, you know. It is. If people want to keep hearing it, they can keep hearing it. So we are recording this February 28th, 2023. For a minute there, I almost said 2021. Leonard Nimoy died February 27th, 2015. He was 83 years old. So I guess technically this episode is dedicated to the memory of Leonard Nimoy? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's go with it. Let's go with that. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, but every like there's no like like you said, this is the closing off of this of this trilogy. And then they couldn't even get another trilogy because it performed so badly. Nobody wanted are, another one. Yeah. Well, I mean, this got it may have performed badly. The budget was one hundred and ninety five million. The box office was one point. One two four billion dollars. I don't know how that's performing badly monetarily, but maybe like with audiences, maybe audiences didn't really like this movie. But I don't know. <sighs> so yeah, Dark of the Moon. There, there's not much else we can say, folks, because we really enjoyed it more than like the even the critiques, like. The effects were great. The 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 Cybertron coming to Earth. Oh man, that visual of trying to pull the planet through the whatever. I don't want to say this. It is the space bridge, but it really isn't. It's like yeah. this new weird fangled version of a of a space bridge, and that was fun. I mean, it was it was. I don't remember what we said in the original 2011 episode we did. I didn't go back and listen to that. I think we tore it apart. We probably did because we were so jaded after Revenge of the Fallen. We were like, this movie blows. Yeah. Destroy it. Throw it on an airlock. Yep. Um, Is there anything else we want to bring up as far as the the movie goes? Because, like, I'm not opposed to doing a short podcast, but I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we need to say about Dark of the Moon. That I mean, I I was a little sad that they basically murdered all the bots. Like, that's the one thing, the one main gripe I have is the continual death 
of all of the 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 Autobots and and uh, Decepticons in each film. Mm-hmm. Like they don't. I I I like it, mm-hmm. it to some extent, but like you shouldn't just wipe out your cast like every film. Yeah. And then bring them back. Yeah. Like pick one and stick with it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, like it just—it's so crazy. I mean, I get it. If this was the like you said, it's the end of the trilogy here. It's kind of you know closing it off, which was good because it, by 2011, did we really like? I was not expecting, and I remember back then, I was not expecting a fourth film in 2014. And then the trajectory of these movies after that. Uh, fourth film was 2014. Fifth film, which is last night, was 2017. And then we got Bumblebee in 2018. Like, 14 to 17. Three years split. Okay, sure. That's about as long as most artists take to, to put out new albums or whatever else kind of thing. Uh, but a one-year split between the release of of last night and then Bumblebee, it was like, whoa, okay, well, they want a reboot. They're they're going to get a reboot. So somebody, now that's a battle I would love to see. Megatron versus Megabyte. That would be interesting. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be funny. So uh, Dark of the Moon, zero to five. What are you going to give it? I'm going to give this one a four. Yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of surprised, but <laughs> I'm gonna give it a four. Like yeah. I, I did not hate the film. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a three and a half. There was just a little bit too much of Leo for me. Like he's a third wheel. Oh, are you saying for Revenge of the Fallen or Dark of no, the Moon? No, for Dark of the Moon. Leo wasn't in this. Wasn't he? No. Oh, I could have sworn he was. No, this is all about the boy toy thing. This had oh. like Patrick Dempsey yeah. in it. Oh, that. Okay, oh, that. Yeah, we, yeah. All right. If you're well, going by that standard, I might give it a lower rating because he was kind of a. <laughs> he was yeah. a dude. Yeah. Uh. Okay, so there. there apparently, there's more that we. I'm. I'm losing my mind here, folks. So Patrick Dempsey's character, again, it's this whole switch around of Sentinel being an Autobot, portraying the Autobots, working, you know, working with the Decepticons, and then obviously you have Sam, who is working with the Autobots. Well, stands to reason the logic that you would have somebody else on Earth working with the Decepticons, and that's who the Patrick Dempsey character is, and. He's not a bad actor. He's not acting badly in this role at all. It's just the role itself is just super sleazy. Thing. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, you know, schmoozing up to the Decepticons, to yeah. Carly, to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, OK, yeah, now that now that you've knocked my 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 brain cells together like a bunch of three. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I. I agree. Four. Four's all around. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I because, you know, Sentinel and, and Cyber, we get a little bit of Cybertron, not much. I mean, we get a lot of Cybertron since they're trying to bring the planet to this planet. But 
like we don't get much of the 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 backstory of them being on Cybertron other than they flee and then, you know, the ship was lost and Sentinel was lost and all that. So yeah, I agree. All was lost. Till all are gone. <laughs> all was lost, Optimus. Yeah. Absolutely. So all right, folks, I think that's going to do it for the movie. I'm not looking forward to the next two. Like, I, like After Revenge, I was like, okay, I know Dark of the Moon gets much better. But for some odd reason, I was really dreading watching this again as well. And again, like we've said, it's not as bad as we remember it being, or it's not like maybe time. That's, that's the bias here. We've had such a passage of time since we've actively watched these movies because, well, the other thing too, you got to remember CGI has gotten horrible (laughs) in the last five years. Yeah. I mean, it really has like the, the quality of CGI that we got back then even is better than what we get now. Yeah. I mean, just look at She-Hulk or look at, you know, Loki or half these shows that are on Disney right now that just look like a travesty by comparison. Then you look at The Mandalorian and at least it looks decent. Oh, God, we're recording this one day before season three of Mando. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm recording with uh, Hank for the premiere episode on his network tomorrow. Oh, nice. Cool. For Mando. Yeah, I know. Cool. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're going to hear some ads and some other stuff, and we'll come back to close the show right after this. You seemed a little pitchy, dog. Because the world needs another movie podcast. The GeekCast Radio Network presents for your listening pleasure, The Cinema Geek. Hosted by Amanda, Kevin, Matt, and Dan. Each week, we dive headfirst in the landscape of movies as we discuss movie news, play movie games, go in-depth on reviews, and even have a top ten countdown or two. Also, don't miss our director retrospective series, where we review noted director's movies, film by film. Bottom line is, if you love movies and love podcasts, you need to experience The Cinema Geeks. You can find us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, or geekcastradio.com. Hey, welcome to the last Comic Shop Podcast! A comic book podcast that actually talks about comics. Yep, each week we open the shop up and read and discuss a comic. Sometimes we pair that up with comic book movies or TV shows. Or not, lots of times it's just comic books and sound effects. Oh yes, definitely lots of sound effects. So tune in on all the major podcasting platforms to the Last Comic Shop Podcast, or check out our library of evergreen shows at www.lastcomicshoppodcast.com. Like science fiction? Of course you do, or you wouldn't be listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Well, the Mark Who Fortitude Universe podcast is an award-winning sci-fi radio show that's been around for over 10 years. We cover everything from Doctor Who to the MCU to pop culture and everything in between. A new show drops on Tuesday mornings on the GCRN website and all of the major podcast platforms. So listen to the Mark Who 42's Universe podcast from the universe and beyond. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What was that universal greeting again? Never mind. I remember. Ba-weep, grana. Weep. Nini Bong. Hey guys, it's Rodimus Primal, and be sure to check out my YouTube channel. Join me as I have Transformers discussions, retrospectives, toy reviews, and more. You can also follow me on Twitter at Rodimus Primal, as well as Facebook and Instagram at Rodimus Primal Show. Transform and roll out, and be sure to check out my content till all are one. Last big party of the summer, folks. Let's go out with a bang. Discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the Triple Takeover Toycast. Hosted by toy writers and photographers Toybox Soapbox, 6O and TF Square One, this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage Transformers to Mask, Diaclone, Microman and more, be it nostalgic or current. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast, all are welcome. Triple Takeover Toycast. find out we are back here on all things transformers the winter of bayhem and we're going to do a little, just a tiny bit of news we got two news stories that we're going to talk about because looking through the news it's not like there's news but it's not a lot of stuff that excites at least us or it's not st- like i know there's the news article about the new because they did it on the hasbro uh, pulse fan stream thing about the the Armada Prime coming. Mm. Do we care? Do you and I care about Armada Prime? Like, I don't think so. I mean, I like it. I like the fact yeah. that he's going to have more articulation. I did get my hands on an Armada Prime with the trailer a while back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I personally won't be collecting. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, if if you're one of those people that has been waiting on, yeah. A proper, you know, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we want to talk about, because I don't remember us talking about it before, we have uh, Transformers Origins Jazz, available to order now. Obviously, this is coming out, uh, well, it came out February, okay, it came out today. Uh, as far as the news for this, and this is the Cybertron mode jazz uh, from Generation 1. So he's got, you know, his standard jazz body. And I love, because this is the Cybertron mode, you do not need a number on this thing anywhere. Because that's the that's my biggest sticking point with um, uh, the Studio Series T, uh, 86 jazz is that it's 14, not 4 on it and whatever. But, like... Where the four usually is, it's just an Autobot symbol on this, and then which makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, it makes sense. And that alt mode, man. Oh, I love the alt mode, and this is the thing for me. Like, it's it's like borderline close mm-hmm. to that Megatron that I'm dying for. Yeah, uh, and it's got the port right on the top for the cannon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because realistically, if they they could re-engineer this in a way and kind of recreate that Megatron that I've been trying to build, mm-hmm. um, uh, and then you just get rid of the the spoiler in the back. I mean, and yeah. change part of the. But 
Yeah, I mean, I I really like this. This out of the Cybertronian ones, like the uh, like my my kids have the Bumblebee one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they found it like discount somewhere for like five bucks. Cool. Uh, and they both bought it. Cool. Um, so I I would be tempted for the Jazz just because I like the transformation. Mm-hmm. Like I would probably just keep him in the Cybertronian mode just because I like it so much. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean most definitely. Like, look, I love this Jazz. I love the robot mode, and this is one of those things where. If it was still the days of buying, you know, everybody, every Transformers fan, they come in twos, buy in two, buy in two. That way, not only do you have one for to keep in the box as the robot, you can have one to take out of the box and put as the alt mode and you can just leave the robot mode in box. But I mean, the robot mode is great. That alt mode is great. Like most definitely that. And the first image here of the alt mode where it's it's facing to the left or whatever, I'm like. It kind of looks like a mini vacuum. Kind of looks like a handheld dust buster. Yep. <laughs> yep. Especially with the grill on the front. Like I'm just now. Lo- I'm like, yep. That's that's definitely vacuum lines. <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's hilariously awesome. Jazz, were you a dust buster in your previous life? Life. Yep. You know it. Yep. Can you dig it? We can dig it, Jazz. Uh, hey, Jazz. I- you know what sucks? What? You? Because huh. uh, uh, Dirt Devil busted. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. 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 And the other one we're going to bring up, because I think it's super cool and super great and awesome, and I'll probably never have it, but I still love that they did it. They took the, I assume it's the same as Omega Supreme, but they're doing the Guardian Robot, and it's essentially a blue Omega Supreme to look like the Guardian Robot from the the old animated series, and I I love that it's so cool looking. I have a feeling that this is from uh, the same toy from War for yeah. Cybertron. I could be wrong, but it looks so, like the same toy. So yes, uh, according to this this news article, it says this figure is a redeco of Titan okay. Class Siege Omega Supreme, inspired by the Guardian robots from the G1 cartoon episode War Dawn. And that's what I thought. Like I'm not expecting Hasbro to make a whole. And with this, you don't need to make a whole new mold. You don't. You can just essentially repaint an Omega Supreme. Maybe give him a different head. Obvious, you know, a different face under the head, un, under the whatever there. But like. Yeah, this is essentially just a repaint of Titan Omega, which is great because it's really cool. And who is this? This is uh, Guardian Lunar 07. I'm not that big into minibots, but his all his his robot mode looks kind of cool. It's like gray, white, orange, and blue. His alt mode is kind of silly. It kind of reminds me of a roller with a satellite dish. Because it has a satellite dish on it, but uh, but yeah, so that's that's what's that's what's going on for for the news that we're going to talk about. Yep. Today, tonight, whenever you find people are listening to this. Anything else you want to bring up? Anything else you want to say before I run through the closings here? Uh, nope. Alrighty then. Well. Uh, we've got <laughs> two more, folks, and oh boy, two more. I I really cannot believe we've made it this far, and we're not just like ripping our eyeballs out. Like 
again, like we've said in this episode and the previous two episodes for the, the original Bay films, it's like, okay, well, I guess time heals all wounds, and now that we're revisiting the wounds, it's not exactly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Oh, boy. All right. Thank you for joining us here on All Things Transformers. If you'd like to get in contact with us, leave feedback for the show. There are several ways to do so. Visit the website geekcastradio.com where you can listen to and comment on all of our content. Send in an email to feedback at geekcastradio.com. Here are all the ways you can listen to us nowadays. Apple and Google Podcasts. Leave us reviews, please. Spotify and, of course, any other podcatching client you choose to use. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes if you would like to. This is an old script, folks. Yes, iTunes is still a thing. We are on Twitter at Geekcast Radio for the network at all things TFV3 for the show. I am at TFG and Mike. What is your Twitter? At SCP21. He also has another Twitter, folks, BW underscore Megatron. And I'm wondering if Megatron is going to do like a running commentary of Rise of the Beasts. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> pretty funny actually <laughs> yes it would be very and then nice. i'll have to voice it later yeah yeah or or i could just find a way to do this yes. <laughs> yes. become a fan on facebook if i haven't already said that geekcast radio network and also check out all things transformers over there as well join us next time when steve and i will be uh, talking about the age of extinction in the Winter of Bayhem, Part 5. For now, I'm TFG and Mike with... Steve Megatron. We hope you'll transform and transcend with us as we make our way through the Bayhem. With a pleasant surprise. Yes. <laughs> yes. I wish to speak to my lawyer.